to the dope. That's not a dope, bro. No, it's just a, a big acoustic guitar with seven strings. Uh, so extra bass. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly. This is your four times a week adventure in weakness. That means four times a week you will be reminded that the meek shall inherit the earth and the weak shall inherit the scraps of the meek. And yes, I said inherent because it's obvious. Hi friends, I am Nick Flanagan. I'm here with the live guitar music of Kurt Newman, whose Nashville Minimalism unit can be heard on Bandcamp, and uh, who I've been doing such rewarding concerts with every uh, second Sunday at the Transact Club in Toronto, Ontario with A.L. Senior, who, uh, if you're familiar with the podcast, you've heard on the podcast. A.L.'s got a new album with his act Sacred Lamp, and I really advise you pick it up. So uh, go to Medusa Editions on Twitter to find out how to pick up a copy of the Sacred Lamp album. It's amazing. He's amazing. I played the old Sacred Lamp stuff on the last show I did with AL, and it was great. Thank you for everyone who listened to my interview with Sandra Shamus yesterday. She's a fascinating person. I'm really excited to talk to her in the future. And yeah, so... This is Nick Flanagan Weekly. If you like it, do all that stuff. Subscribe, hit that like button, smash the like button, smash your face into little pieces, pick them up, write a review of your ability to reassemble your face. Subscribe to paper newspapers because they are going out of business and they need your help. Subscribe to magazines. Think Life Magazine's having an easy time these days? No, it went bankrupt years ago. And I have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Nick Flanagan. I'm figuring out some good stuff for that. But I'm here to talk to you about the neighborhood I am living in currently, the neighborhood I grew up in, the annex in Ontario. Storied Toronto neighborhood. Really, one could call it one of the uh, city-defining <laughs> neighborhoods. And believe me, if you live here, that's what you'd be calling it. If you lived in some other area of Toronto, you'd basically go with those losers in the middle of the city. But I only say that because there was someone in the middle of the city named James, Jane Jacobs, who lived in my neighborhood for a long time and was a really famous city planner and helped organize a protest uh, and uh, petition against the building of a freeway on-ramp, basically, and a freeway over this area, and an on-ramp, and essentially it would have turned it into a freeway hub, and if this neighborhood were that, it would feel much different than it feels like, which is, it almost feels quaint, and 
uh, in retrospect, there's a huge traffic problem now, and I'm sure that freeway would have helped, but that traffic problem is not because the freeway was not built, it's because of bad city planning. So, Jane Jacobs, everyone. What do you think of Jane Jacobs? If you have any thoughts on Jane Jacobs, please write weeklypodcast at gmail.com. W-E-A-K-L-Y podcast at gmail.com. Why am I talking about my neighborhood? Because I wanted to examine some stories about it. I came to this neighborhood in 1993, 1994. I was 13. I just experienced the drop. If you know what I mean. I was growing up. I was interested in cool music, cool culture. And so different was this neighborhood than my other one. There was radio station hubs, used record stores, cool video stores. And I just, right place, right time for that. Or wrong place, wrong time if we're talking about how well my life was going to go because of getting into this strange culture. But what I want to talk about is CFNY, the radio station for alternative music in Toronto that was big at the time, was dedicated to promoting grunge culture, industrial culture, Beastie Boys culture, kind of had a sketchy thing where if you were a white rap group, you were okay to be played at an alternative station. Or if you were Cypress Hill, who were not white. Anyway, if you had DJ Muggs involved, you were alternative. Basically, if you'd been on Lollapalooza, they'd play you. And uh, if you're not familiar with Lollapalooza and you're one of my younger listeners, Lollapalooza mm, was this music festival that was very far from where everyone lived. And you could watch your favorite musicians have tantrums because they were playing in the middle of the day. And everybody was in a bad mood, even though all your favorite musicians were playing. Classic festival. So, CFNY was this big radio station, and they'd moved uh, one of their shows to a satellite location right by my house. And so, starting in 1993, I had access to this show live in Toronto, which taped every... Uh, weekday at 6 p.m. there and they would have all these famous musicians so I could come just watch famous musicians get interviewed. I went and saw the Ramones get interviewed and one of them patted me on the butt as they walked past me. I think it was Johnny. I'll tell you, they were getting along that day with guys' butts. 14-year-old guys. I'm not glad they're dead, though. I like them. I wish they still had 24 hours to go. And you know what? I'm going to read Marky's book. Forget it. I've always made fun of Marky. I'm reading his book. So, I saw Stereo Lab. Met Stereo Lab there. I went and saw Bush before they were Bush X, and I didn't even like them. Or Bush X before they were Bush. I can't remember. Bush X was one of those bands that was terrible and in, in not popular in America. Or sorry, not popular in the UK where they were from. But they somehow got popular in America. And my gut tells me they were the most popular in Canada because of our uh, country's uh, 
gullible mind state <laughs> that has resulted in the propagation of bands that you could only like if you started with bad taste but also were on ecstasy and mushrooms. <laughs> you know, like you started with bad taste but your heart opened further <laughs> chemically. That's the only way. Or mental health issues. <laughs> A certain kind of person is so numb that any kind of music is just something they're incredibly grateful for. So, ergo, the bare naked ladies. Ergo! My story about the CFNY live in Toronto days was there was one major day where they were having like Kate Bush and Ween and Nine Inch Nails all in on the same day. It was crazy. So I saw all my favorite bands. I mean, Kate Bush was probably not my favorite at the time. I saw all these great people get interviewed. Also, I made up that Kate Bush was there. I don't know who the third person was, but Kate Bush would be great if it was her. And, uh, and probably wouldn't have been. But this was around the time she put out Rubber Band Girl, if you remember that single. Um, was her album called Fumbling Towards Ecstasy or was that Tori Amos? Was Fumbling Towards Ecstasy, was that Crash Test Dummies? Anyway, I think it was. Fumbling Towards Ecstasy, we've all been there. At the rave. <laughs> so, Nine Inch Nails were playing, and I loved Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch Nails were something that approached sacred music and guilty pleasure to me all at once, because I kind of knew that it was a boy having a tantrum. <laughs> and that the lyrics were not necessarily forever lyrics. <laughs> but my gosh, when I first heard... I, it wasn't even Broken that I first heard. It was Fixed, which was the remix album of Broken. Because they didn't have Broken on cassette at the music store I went to. So I bought Fixed because it was the same cover but blue with the lowercase n. And it had happiness and slavery. Do you want to know about happiness and slavery? Here's how it goes. Slave screams! He thinks his life is so, so fun! It's not fun! I found you can find happiness and slavery! Remember? And the video was this guy, unfortunately, who had the same name as my dad, uh, Bob Flanagan. And he uh, would do things like nail his penis to boards and make people look at it. And it was also he could cope with the pain of cystic fibrosis that he was such a super, Bob Flanagan super masochist. And he also made like, you know, cool poetry. So my poor dad, who was a poet, had to deal with this other guy who writes, my pain is not my pain, my pain is my cum. Come, 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 disease, pain. And uh, people would be like, did your dad write that poem called Come Disease Pain? No, that wasn't it. He's got kind of the same message, just in fewer words and with more uh, punctuation. <laughs> so anyway, Nine Inch Nails were coming to CFNY. And when I say Nine Inch Nails, I don't mean like Twiggy Ramirez was there. <laughs> I think he was in Nine Inch Nails. I don't mean it was like anyone he was playing with. Coil was not there. I bet you Coil remixed a song on uh, Fips. I just saw a member of Coil perform. It was cool. Anyway, enough said about that. 
<laughs> Who is this? <laughs> Hi, I've got a great idea for a podcast. You know the part of college radio that you wish you could fast forward over? <laughs> Where they're just naming bands? That's the podcast. Thank you for listening. We gotta find a name for people who listen to the show. Flannies? Flandroids. Flood Flandtfers. I like that one. Um, so Trent Reznor was coming to CFNY. I said to myself, wow, I'm gonna go watch him talk. This is gonna be great. Loved happiness and slavery. Wish. Wish there was something real. Wish there was something true. Wish there was something real. In this world full of you. But doesn't it make you feel better? The pigs have one tonight. And they will all sleep soundly. And everything is all right. So, I went to my favorite record store, Rotate This, that day. Gonna have a good day, gonna see Nine Inch Nails to get interviewed, gonna go to my record store, and I bought a double seven inch. I think why I was embarrassed about liking Nine Inch Nails was because I was also into like hip, cool indie rock, and it wasn't cool to like Nine Inch Nails, basically. And um, I bought a double seven inch that was Rocket from the Crypt on one, and the other was a Japanese group, I believe, called Molkateo Fairies. So, I get to CFNY, I see Trent Reznor making his way past the scrum, as believe, I, believe it or not, I was not the only Nine Inch Nails fan in 1996. There were other people there. It wasn't like crazy packed, but there were other people there. And I see him and I say, hey, I just want to say I'm like a really big fan of you. He goes, thanks, and he looks at my 7 inch and I'm like, I have my 7 inch in my hand my double seven inch and I go you know what have this <laughs> I like it so much I want you to have this double seven inch that I bought for myself that has nothing to do with you I'd like to see if you have you can absorb my taste <laughs> which is I know there's that's a metaphor I get that that's a metaphor <laughs> I had a crush on Trent is he bald yet picture him having the same kind of hair as me, you know? Looks like hair. Uh, look closer, it's just pubes with a big circle in the middle. Looks like if a spider was just legs. That's what I liked. Just hundreds of legs. Okay. Or an octopus, but just the tentacles. I, never mind. So, he goes, oh, what is this? And me, in a frenzy, mentally, Basically hyper overstimulated because I'm meeting like a hero who is famous, whose music I love. The first thing I say, of course, is, oh, it's a bomb. (laughs) 
<laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I think I threw in the just kidding pretty fast. Anyway, somehow everything continued, but apparently they were steps away from, you know, basically evacuating the entire radio station. And I probably scared Trent Reznor. But you know, someone like Trent Reznor probably got off on being scared. So really, uh, I did the guy a favor. Anyway, that is uh, today's solo episode that I'm going to put up, and I hope you enjoyed. I hope you enjoyed Nick Flanagan Weekly today and this little story. Kurt Newman's backing me up on guitar. Check out Nashville Minimalism Unit on Bandcamp, and uh, come to our show in January. It'll be the second Sunday. Please, if you're in Toronto, you'll love it. I promise. They're just so wonderful. And... Um, yeah, otherwise, Twitter, Instagram, tell a friend about the podcast if you enjoy it. This one feels loose and silly, but live, laugh, love. Talk to you soon.